Some are always looking for more sports content, and among the glut of sports media, some are looking for sports content that dives a bit deeper and doesn't just stick to sports. So check out Backpack Broadcasting's original long-form sports journalism series, Sideline Stories. The award-winning original series takes viewers directly into underrepresented communities within the world of sports. It's a series that goes beyond traditional sports reporting, like box scores and statistics, presenting exclusive stories that you won't find anywhere else. With a diverse group of correspondents, the series provides interviews and interesting stories around the world of sports, because there is so much beyond the game, and so much that occurs off the field or court that impacts each of us and the world we live in. Giving a voice to athletes, coaches, fans, and everyone involved in athletics, Sideline Stories looks to push sports storytelling further than ever before. It's a winner of the 2020 Independent Shorts Awards, and all episodes of Sideline Stories are available for viewing today on Backpack Broadcasting's YouTube channel and Facebook page. I could get I'm, tattoos I'm or whatever. I, I I don't think I can rock tattoos. I don't have any tattoos. Yeah, I yeah I'm not. I no I'm, I'm probably not getting one. I have no interest. Shout out to everyone who does. Not reading my back. Also, I, wearing this in honor of the 25 year anniversary of Iron Man Ghostface Killer, which just passed. 25 I, years. I saw that. Ghostface it's funny. Killer's first solo album. It's funny. Now we're going on a tangent, but it's funny. His first solo album, which is a really good album, classic album for many. I do not think it's Ghost's best album. But uh, yeah, it's mm. it's a really it's a really good project. I w- I was listening to something where Ghost was talking about this interview with him. Somebody sent this to me, and Ghost was talking about his albums and how he didn't like how stuff was done on Iron Man and think would change things on Supreme Clientele. He would shorten it up, take out some songs, and he actually told me what I think is his be- what I actually like enjoys his best album, the Pretty Tony album. He does not think, really. Yeah, that's actually huh. my favorite Ghost album, honestly. And he huh. felt like he was not in the right headspace. He said he was doing too many drugs at that time. So <laughs> I found that interesting. I don't. I like it. So not sure what that says about me, but whatever. That, I don't. Yo, I like that album. I don't even think it's in my favorite three Ghostface albums. Though. Oh, I love that album. Because I, I love. That. I love Iron Man, Supreme Clientele, and I really like Fish Scale. Fish Scale is <laughs> probably a four. I, I, I like Pretty Tony and Supreme Clientele. I mean, Supreme Clientele Pretty Tony's is really, probably really four for me. Pretty Tony's probably four yeah. for me. Fish I mean, Scale, I really, I listened to a lot when it came out. I love how in this interview, he also acknowledged how Bulletproof Wallets is whack, and he wishes he didn't make it that like that. <laughs> uh, that's like, that is like Ghostface's Nostradamus, but we, 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 you, we, you, we let the yeah, legend slide. True. You should yes. watch also, since we're on Ghostface. I think I said this to you a while back. But he did uh, the bracket show on Complex. Freddie Gibbs did one too, but I was I saw that. I saw that. I was disappointed because Freddie Gibbs did it over Skype. Didn't have a mic, so the sound quality wasn't great. But he was still funny. But um, uh, Ghostface did one on uh, best storytelling verses, and I'm not going to spoil who won, but it's a song that we've talked about on here. And then wow, I'm not. I'm really intrigued. I'm now really intrigued. It's a good bracket. It's a good bracket. I mean, I, obviously, I, you know, there's some that they missed and shit like that. It's something that we could easily do in some form. Some I, form well, I might have to watch that when we're done with this. Mano, Mano was a very good guest in another one for best NYC uh, street anthem, and uh, a couple of the choices didn't really agree with, but can't really argue with the winner. Wait, so, so. do you like who they ended up picking for winning best storyteller? 
Do not you like one the song? that I would. I like the song. I like the song very much. Um, I wouldn't have picked it for best story though. Like even by this particular artist, I think he's had better stories. Though you know he was. Is it? I, I'm guy. now like intrigued about this. I'm going down this. This is a ridiculous rabbit hole to open up this episode. But is this? Is it? Did Nas win? Is Nas the artist? I don't need to know the song, but is Nas the artist? <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. If I remember correctly, it was yeah. It was so Nas. it's funny because now I think I know what song you would want to win, and I think we both would want this to win. I think we both would be. So I'm, we're gonna have to talk about this. I think we both are probably on the same page as what we think is the best storytelling Nas song. I think one. <laughs> Look at Brian's face. I'm trying to figure out which which direction <laughs> you're going. <laughs> wait, wait, are you talking what, which which storytelling song? Because he look, there's a lot to choose. from. There's a lot to choose from. One love is it... no. I was that's up there, but that's not what I had. That's not what I was thinking. Either. I think there's one that's just really above the rest, and I think it really stands out above the rest in terms of storytelling and execution. Dance, not dance. No, no, no. I don't know if that's a story. See, the fact that you're guessing these now makes me think we are not on the same page as this. So, okay, probably not. We'll talk about this. We don't want to ruin it for anybody else. Listening. No, name the Nas song, though, because you're not thinking of the one that... No, I, I'm not, well, what, I don't want somebody else to... You're going to be like, oh, that was the one or that wasn't the one. I no, it's not going to be the... I, I guarantee you it's not going to be the one. I am going with Undying Love. Last yeah, song it's not, I, yeah, it's not the one. It's not the one. But was no. that what you would have wanted to win? Yes. Yeah, see? I, I, see, I, I knew correctly, we, If yes. I remember correctly, it was in the bracket. I think it was in the bracket. So I knew I had, I had a strong feeling that you and I would think that was the best storytelling song by him. Right, okay, yeah. we're, we're on the same page as that. Okay. Well, I don't think we ever discussed that, but I just had this feeling like I, it's one of those videos where if you watch it, I know you're. I I, I will know when you're done because I'm gonna get a text after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. You're gonna uh, have that kind of reaction, Brian. I gotta ask you. Mm. Halloween just passed. And I know we've spoken about this in a different way um, in earlier podcasts. I remember the podcast where you talked about what you do for Halloween. You like to stack the candy. You like to eat a lot of the sweets or whatever you like. You know, didn't you do that this yourself. year. You didn't do that this year. So you kept it healthy. That's that's good. I mean, I had I have some Dove chocolate. That was about it. Uh, I, yeah, the Hall- Halloween for me is always like dark chocolate. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm for full transparency. I grew up in a really religious household. I did not celebrate Halloween. I did not dress up for Halloween. I didn't put in a Halloween costume until I think I was 18 and 19. Oh, I put I, I definitely had some Halloween costumes. And even when I did, I kind of I'm just not here for the dressing up that much. Is it? <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. I went to a Halloween party, actually. I was invited to a Halloween party. Me and my girlfriend went. Um wait, this year? Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like last week. And you didn't dress up? No, we went. We just had like really half-assed costumes. Like uh, it was her well, idea. So you mailed we just, it in. We went as bank robbers uh, because we had an idea. Where are the, the pictures? <laughs> she posted one on her story. Actually, I did not see. I totally missed that. Okay. <laughs> I got to send it to. We had like these bags of money signs on them. We were just kind of whatever. I had hitman gloves on, and then I had the idea after. I was like, damn, I should have just wore a suit and came as a hitman. All you got to do is wear a, a full suit and have. Wait, on. wait. Oh, this would have been great. I wish Gerard was here. He like that's how we that's what we had to do to get you in the suit. Yes, make yes. <laughs> make it Halloween. <laughs> make it that's Halloween. what we had to do to make you the suit. Look, get, look, make look. it Halloween and, and have it, a, a video game attachment to it. That's what. Look, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go out and uh, accept an award, then I'll probably wear a suit. 
at my wedding, I'll probably wear a suit. I'm just saying on a day-to-day basis. I'd hope so. On a day-to-day basis, like you you motherfuckers that go on TV and wear suits to talk about sports, I mean, you know, God bless. I couldn't be me. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, I, I think that I'm clipping this just for Gerard. Like sports. You know what I mean? Like if you're covering now, look, we talked about this with Pablo Marriquez last week. If you're covering yes. the White House, yeah, I, look, if I'm if I'm ever covering the White House at any point in my life, you best believe I'm wearing a suit. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's a little bit of a different game. Sports, if I'm gonna talk about fucking Taylor Heineke, I gotta put on a three piece suit. Get the fuck out of here. But anyway. Yeah. We were talking about Halloween. We're talking about Halloween. I mean, Halloween, you know, it's how done. Halloween, kind of like, yeah, yeah, like, you me. know, people go hard and that's their shit. And I get it. Like, for me, not like, I I don't really care for it in that way necessarily. Like, I'll, like, if, if, if I get invited to a party or whatever, like, it depends on what kind of party. We had an idea that this one was going to be like one where we could just sort of, you know, not have to go hard necessarily. And we were right. Food was very good, though. I will say that. But I'm not somebody who's, like, trying to, like, seek out things to do for Halloween. Like, I get up for Thanksgiving. I get up for uh, Christmas. Really, if you're Latino, Christmas Eve. Uh, I get up for Christmas for the basketball, really, because you realize this as a kid. You realize this as a kid. Christmas is kind of over by 1 p.m. So now that you have NBA games, it's like, oh, shit, I could just sit, chill, watch the games. We can create content around it, which we've done and we'll probably do again. And yeah, other than that, it's like there are not a long list of holidays that I get up for. Memorial Day and Fourth of July, I mean, they've kind of been hijacked by a certain section of this country. But, you know, they're cool in terms of like those are barbecue centered holidays, like food centered holidays. I'm here for food centered holidays. But, you know, Halloween, not really my speed. Uh, shout out to people that go really hard over it. Not really yeah, what I, I do. Yeah. And, I and I'm curious from your perspective because you have a daughter, right? So yeah. kids typically like they this is their shit. Yeah, it's for me it's interesting cuz like I've just never been a big Halloween person like kind of like you. It's whatever. I appreciate the people that go out and do these great costumes. Some of you I see you out there, you done some great costumes like yo, salute. Like it's dope. I'll see it on IG or whatever. I I give people their props when they execute it well. Um also Anderson Pack was doing some really good costumes where he was like Stevie Wonder Prince, he, I didn't even check. He did like five different ones, but I see he did some really good ones. Nas did what? Nas with Scarface. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so we, we saw. We but saw you know some... what the thing? You know what the thing is too. A lot of people cosplay now, so they're doing this all the time. So I feel like, like what, what like Halloween? What is going to be the difference, right? Like I don't know. I follow a bunch of people, and this is becoming a thing, especially in wrestling. Like you're seeing a lot of cosplay shit, which is cool. But then it's like I feel like it kind of dilutes Halloween. What to is some this, degree. Greg? What? Is, oh, that's Aaron Rodgers' Aaron costume. Rogers. Is was it? What was he supposed to be? John Wick? Or is he? Or is he Snake? John Wick. Yeah, John Wick. I figured oh, okay. that's John Wick. Okay. He should have been Snake. He got the hair for it. Yeah, could have been what Solid is? Snake, yo. Okay. Missed that's, opportunity. I mean, it's pretty See, good. It's pretty I, good. Look, ne- next year, I th- I really think I'm going to do this. Next year, I think I'm going to be Hitman. I think I'm going to be Agent Forty Seven. I'm going to wear a full suit, and I'm going to just put on some gloves and carry around fiber wire. That's what I'm going to do. And shave my head. Okay. All right. I'm not doing that. Um, you're not going to see me do that. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to get into the facial hair. You got to get into the facial hair. I would have to shave my whole face 
Uh, you got to be committed to the luck, man. You can't half-ass it. If you're going in, you're going in. Because if, if you half-ass it, I'm clowning you. There'll be no true. fake hitman out here. I could, I could also try. I've always, I'd be lying if I said, because I'm trying to think, all right, how would I celebrate Halloween? There are a couple things that I would want to dress as, right? Like, I would want to be Sam Fisher, right? Because I've been wanting to be Sam Fisher for, like, half of my life or whatever the case may be. Probably a little more than that. But where the fuck am I going to find an entire, like, you know... Splinter Cell suit. Yo, with no, 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 no. See, you got to look for this stuff before. I'm telling That's you. That's what I'm saying. That's there's why people, I'm not doing I have people, suits. I can just throw on the suit, throw on some gloves, act like I'm going to strangle some motherfuckers, and that's it. There's people. I mean, it's really on brand for you. But yes, I feel like there are people who are willing to do the work to find these good costumes. Like, definitely. Like, nah, they work. For me, like, with a daughter now, like, she obviously, you know, kids, you start dressing them up. You take them out. They're in it for the candy. Um, I'll tell a quick funny story with my Candy's daughter. Candy's the best part, though. I, I did not, because I had some stuff to do. I did not go trick-or-treating with her this year. But she was Moana from the Disney movie. And uh, she went out with her grandmother to go trick-or-treating in Queens. And in the certain oh, Queens-Long Island border, a certain part where they were trick-or-treating around these houses, apparently there were some houses with these motion-censored things and so she walked by and it like made some spooky noise and scared her and her cousin. That's some splitter stuff and now, shit right there. And now she's shook and she's like, I'm not trick-or-treating in Queens next year. I want to trick-or-treat in Brooklyn. I'm like, the motion sensors could be here too. But she's done with Queens. So I mean, she knows where it's at, but still. I, I enjoy it for her. I like seeing her dress up and excited. She wore a costume from last year to school. The kids were all excited. Like the kids get really excited by it. I went. To, I took her to a play date at the Children's Museum the other day, and a bunch of kids still had their costume on. So they get excited about it. I, it's, it's fun. I, I think it's cool for the kids. They get to be somebody else for a day. You know, they get to be one of their heroes or something. It's it's fine. For me, you're not catching me dressed up. But I'll tell you what, Brian alluded, uh, kind of alluded to this. You know what I'm excited for? Thanksgiving. I always am excited for Thanksgiving. Always. So the fact that we're closer to that, I love the food. I love the family. I love yep. the camaraderie of Thanksgiving. I do like the holiday times for that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy cooking for Thanksgiving. We'll probably get this in a couple of weeks. I really enjoy that now. I've started taking on more of that role in my family. Like I cook a lot of food on Thanksgiving. So I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I love it. I, yeah, I gotta like carry on the the tradition. So I'm really into it. Like I'm looking forward to some of the stuff that I'm going to be cooking in the next couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to be – it's I, I, enjoy it. I enjoy that part of it. I used to look at it when I was younger like, damn, that's a lot of work. And it is, but I actually just enjoy that process of it now. So Yeah, I feel like it's also a lot of pressure too. But, so, yeah. but, I, but knowing you, I don't think that bothers you. I don't think it bothers nah. you at all. What, you know why? Because <laughs> I'm nice. Right. I'm nice in the kitchen. <laughs> like, if you didn't know, you got to know. I'm nice. I'm not, I'm not, there's no pressure on me. Like, I, I understand, I understand what you're saying, though, B. Like, I understand you're like, damn, I got to make this right for a whole bunch of people to enjoy. It's not like it's just you and your girl or something. It's a right. whole bunch of people to enjoy. So, I mean, but it's like, if you fuck it up, you just can't serve it. That's the way I look at it. Like, it sucks. <laughs> you just can't serve it. If you fuck that's it up, good, you can't serve yo, it. Yo, that's the quote. If you fuck it up, you just can't serve it. <laughs> yeah, you can't serve this. When you go bring it to people and be like, Hey, have this for Thanksgiving. Because I know you. How many of your favorites do you make on Thanksgiving? Because I know you love like oxtails, for example. So yes, that will be made. Although that's getting so pricey, that's a whole other conversation for another day. (laughs) That will be made uh, by me. I also usually make some stew lamb. Um, I also make some curry chicken. I use those are the three things I usually do, and then 
I'll make some I usually I'll make some rice and peas as well too. Um that was I mean, really my mom's I mean, really you know, thing that she was yeah. Come on, son, you know, you know we you know Caribbean we have, and, I mean we, know, we have, come we have on. Ri- we have rice with gondolas, we got different kind of there we go. There we, we got go. we got turkey, we got mac and cheese also. Mac and cheese uh, oven baked. Mm. Shit yeah, comes so out I'm, really good. I, I'm, ham, I'm, the ham is the show stealer. Okay. Like the grilled this, like this, the thick I, cuts of ham. That's so, the show stealer for us. With the so pineapples and shit. It's yeah, funny the because honey, Greg, yeah. It's funny because like ham, I mean, yeah, it's funny. In a Caribbean household, like ham is not big on the 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 everything for Thanksgiving, more for Christmas. But I have known <laughs> I've known my for my for my Hispanic friends. Yeah. And I've known because you know, I've known that yo, ham, and they be hooking it up, man. They the pineapple. Yeah, y'all be hooking it up. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and you know, and you know, the the they be having the coquito and shit. Like what? Now, <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say this because I like coquito. But our producer Greg, a couple weeks ago, Greg, I forgot where we were, but I dropped something off for Greg, and Greg hit me off with a bottle of something that he's. I promised him I'm gonna make him some sorrow for the holidays, which is a drink you usually make around the holidays. And Greg promised he'd give me this. Haitians, I they make their own. It's like coquito. It's called mm. cremas. I hope I said that right, mm. Greg. I think it's cremas. And it's really good. I, mean, I still have a little bit left in the fridge. It's really good. We liked it. Greg hooked me up with it. It's on point. I like it. Uh, for people who don't know Coquito or cremas, it is is very a uh, creamy drink mixed with rum. Usually you can have a version too. You do not have to have it with alcohol because you can have your co- It's with Haitian rum. Uh, our Hispanic brothers and sisters, they will use Puerto Rican rum. Or wherever they are from, they're kind of rum. And See, it, and we're more the same than we are alike. I mean, we're more oh, absolutely. the same than we are different. Yeah, I think, <laughs> Greg, there's, there's a little bit of like spice difference in it, in the cremas, than it is to Coquito, but like, it don't matter. Either way, whatever I can get from now from our Haitian brothers and sisters or our <laughs> Puerto Rican brothers and sisters, you can get me some cremas or some Coquito for the holidays. Man, I got the cremas, the Coquito, and some sorrow. Yeah. Come on, man! I'm good. I'm good. I'm telling. We didn't yep. even we didn't even mention which is a side element of all this stuff that my family enjoys. We didn't even mention the football games. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, you know, it's funny. I had a little when doing this uh, Steelers game yesterday for Colorcast. It's funny how we talked about all this stuff with food, and I think this is one of the things I'm starting to realize more and more about Thanksgiving when I talk about the food because somebody brought it up and on the Colorcast broadcast, and they're like, "Why do we do the turkey's overrated?" And I'm kind of like. Yeah, I don't. The turkey's like the least thing I care about. I don't think it's whack the way some people be like. Turkey's not good. It's not even that good of a meat. Turkey's good. Turkey's. It's fine. just the. It's not what I'm there for. It's not the star. No, it's not the like star. For me, I told you the star is the ham, right? I get because it. The ham comes out so fucking good, especially when you get that right thick cut or whatever. It's not even that expensive at like a lot of grocery stores or whatever, depending on where <laughs> you go. You. Look like, at you. Look at you. Look at you. You can see it in yo, your eyes. You're mouth watering right now. Like. <laughs> Cause we'll have, cause you know, we're we're having leftovers through Sunday. Sunday's the last. Like we talked about thir- Thanksgiving leftovers. I feel like Sunday should be the last. <laughs> we talked about right? this on the podcast a while ago. <laughs> like Sunday, the cutoff where it's like it's too much. The ham though, the ham is also very versatile because you can have it for Thanksgiving, but guess what? You can have it for breakfast that Friday morning too. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. No, no, no. I I feel you. It's I'm I'm not the people. Some people be like turkey's whack, and I really question. I'm like, are y'all preparing it good? Are you seasoning it? 
we know certain cultures have issues with that. Mm. We won't get into all that. But yeah. uh, I do think it's just not the star. I like what you said. It's just not the star. For me. Man, that, see, talked about Halloween, got to Thanksgiving. Now this has me all ready for Thanksgiving. I can't wait. Three and, and a half know, weeks. You know I'm what's great? Down. You know what's great for me this year? You know what I did for uh, a lot of, I've worked a lot of Thanksgivings in my life. I've had to work on a lot of Thanksgivings in my life. After, yeah, Going I've to football games. I've had some eventful stuff like seeing Mark Sanchez run into another man's ass and fumble a ball <laughs> at a Thanksgiving game that was awful. I've also had to stand outside in four degree weather to watch a parade when I didn't really want to do that. And that had me pretty miserable. So I had some things to work with. I'm grateful to have been working. Thankful, of course. But like, I'm glad I don't have to stand out in the elements and do that anymore. That's I think, for sure. I think that's why I like, because I had those two years away where I was traveling with the St. Francis women's basketball team for work. One year we went to Colorado. One year we went to Florida. So those are my first two years without having Thanksgiving at home. You come back after that and you like miss it. And it's like, and, yeah. and, 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 and. Your family Thanksgiving is a little bit different right. than that, you know what That's I'm saying? Right. So it's a, right. little, it's a little different. No disrespect to anybody intended, but thankfully you know. I've never missed the things. Like I've always, even when working, I've always been able to at least have the meal. Um, I've been tired of some, or but I've never missed it. But it's always a good time to be around family. So can't can't be mad at that. Can't be mad at that at all. <laughs> The Sports Walk is back. Watch season four of Backpack Broadcasting's original award-winning web series that brings you the opinions of real sports fans in these streets, literally in these streets. The first three seasons and current season with new episodes every Monday are available now on the Backpack Broadcasting YouTube channel. Check out the 2017 NYC WebFest official selection and see what other sports fans have to say on the hottest issues in sports today. It's easy, y'all. Just take the sports walk. All right. Something I talk about on this podcast. The World Series. As the time we're recording this podcast, um, when you probably listen to this, you might be right before Game 6 of the World Series starts, where the Braves didn't even want to say their name, are ahead of the Astros 3-2 to two, um, with the final two games of the series. Hopefully there's two more games. We'll be in Houston. Look, I'm going to be just blunt off the top with this right here. I, and we know Brian and I, and even our producer Greg, we are all Mets fans. I do not care for the Braves at all whatsoever. I've never liked the Braves. I've never liked that team. And you know what? I, but the thing I've really never liked about the team that's bothered me for a long time, and I have to be consistent because I've been on this with other stuff. The team name needs to go. That's a whole, a whole story. The Tomahawk Chop. Could we get this up out of here? It's so ridiculous that it keeps going. And there's so many things about it that annoys me. One is our Native American brothers and sisters. For years, we're not talking... 10 years, we're talking 40, 50 years that people from the Native American community have been like, these team names, this imagery, these gestures are offensive to us. They've said this. We've talked about this before. The Cleveland baseball team, they've now changed their name. They'll be the Guardians starting next year. Washington football team, they'll come up with a new name next year. 
we've seen this. There are plenty of other examples over the last 50 years of schools doing this. St. John's right here in New York, they used to be called an offensive name, and they got them out of here in 1995, 1995, 26 years ago, and they decided to get this up out of here. But we still have the team name of the Braves in Atlanta, and we still have people doing a tomahawk chop. chop. And then you saw this, Brian. You saw the previous person that was in the White House, Agent Orange, was at the game. And he looked like he just showed up for the racism. He was there doing the chop with the other people that just don't care about the Native American people. And they're doing this. And it's ridiculous. And one of my biggest problems, Brian, I don't know if you feel the same way. Why do we have to show this? When something is offensive on TV, like I've been at events, live sporting events, where somebody has ran on the field, a streaker, or somebody just tried to run on the field. And I've seen it happen before, and I've seen people get tackled really badly and embarrassed. But when it's on TV, we never see that. They cut away from that. They never give that person the time of day. Why are we giving people the time of day doing, let's call it for what it is, a racist gesture? And they're continually doing this over and over again. We don't have to show it. If we really want to get this up out of here, I guarantee you, if you stop showing it, you turn down the audio, when people are doing the moaning or whatever the hell you call it that they do with the gesture, it's going to affect the product in the game and people are going to like it and people will stop doing it. But the Braves haven't seen the stone they want to do it. Rob Manfred's been a coward on this when he was asked about this at the start of the World Series. He basically said, and I'm kind of paracorn here, that everybody down there was fine with it and that baseball's marketed as a regional sport. That's bullshit. And that's a coward move. There have been people in that community that have been on record in, I'm not, I'm talking about people of Native American tribes around that area in Georgia that have said that they, they don't want it. Now, what's interesting is they've also been that same group. I'm forgetting the exact group's name. They've come back and then said, it's okay. And it appears they have a new relationship with the Braves. And my guess is, I'm assuming here, they probably got paid to change their opinion. That's probably what I think is going on here. But look, this is, it's gone too far enough. And because of this, Brian, I want the Braves to lose. I don't want to see the Braves win. I don't want to see them win because their whole team is behind them doing this ridiculous racist ass chop. Like, I don't want to see them win. Forget my rival Met fan take. Forget all that. It's just about the principle. I guess the one thing is if they win, they won't get to win at home. So I guess that's kind of good. But I don't want to see them win. How is this still going on? Why haven't we got this up out of here? And it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. All these team names and these teams that are still hanging on. The Chiefs in football, I'm looking at you too. Okay? <laughs> the Blackhawks in hockey, we're looking at you too. Why are you still doing this? And we keep doing this as if it's like, oh, well, the white people seem like they're somewhat okay with it. It's like, nah. Nah. It's, it's, it's just, it's crazy to me that people are still doing this in 2021. And what we're basically doing is we are ignoring our Native American brothers and sisters who have already experienced a lot through their history in terms of how their land was taken from them. And when they speak up and say something, we act like we don't have to listen. And when I say we, I'm not talking about we collectively. I'm, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that have the power, the white people that choose to ignore this over and over again and continue to be fine with this around baseball. And I'm glad there's been people writing about it. Jeff Passon wrote a great article about it. Other people have said some stuff about it. But when baseball is sort of thumbing their nose and nothing seems to want to change, I don't know where we are, Brian. I'm just exhausted about talking about this or trying to explain this to people around it. But I just think it's 
quite frankly, it's it's ridiculous. It's disgusting. And I'm disgusted for our Native American brothers and sisters because I wouldn't want your community or ethnicity or racial group to be depicted in that manner. I wouldn't want my people to be depicted in that manner. But here we are. Still got people doing the tomahawk chop. Yeah, I have three points on this. Um, One was, especially in game five, game four and game five, I was watching the game and I was like cringing at how much the camera was focused on the people doing it and over and over and over again. And I also felt at the same time, this is my second point, that the fans were sort of being defiant in doing it, right? It's like mm-hmm. they, it's like, it's like, it's almost as if they all had been reading the think pieces about why this is not okay and why they should stop doing this, et cetera, et cetera, and why this is offensive to Native Americans and so on. And that they, you know, are being louder about it, right? It's kind of like what a child does when you tell them not to do something and this is why, and this is why you shouldn't do it. And you can make all the good reasoning and they're just going to rebel against it, whether it's in good conscience or not. And clearly this one, you know, it's sort of is what it is. And I felt like the Atlanta, the Atlanta fans were being uh, defiant about it and knowing that they were going to be on camera and just sort of like going through with it. And then the last point I'm going to make, I heard Dan Levitar say this recently, and I didn't know this. One of the first stories that he remembers covering at the Miami Herald was going to an Atlanta baseball game. So this was early 90s, late 80s or whatever, probably early 90s. Uh, and Atlanta was really good at the time. Was going to a game and standing outside of a stadium with Native Americans protesting the team, the name, the Tomahawk Chop, et cetera, et cetera. And this was roughly 30 years ago, right? And this has been going on for longer, to your point, Dex. But it's sort of uh, articulated for me, like, wow, like this has been something that people have been rebelling against for a long time. But uh, look, it ties into damn near everything else in this country at this point, doesn't it? Like, a lot of things have been fought for for forever, and we're trying to make legitimate progress. In, and this is one of those where I was like, I was, I'm glad because this is, one of the this is a year where i feel like because they're in a world series like a lot more people are seeing this and writing about it mm-hmm. and talking about it in ways that i don't think would have been the case before i don't know if that's going to actually bring real change i think that with baseball we're not to suspect that they're going to necessarily be leaders on this in any way because the cleveland team is changing to the guardians were allowed one more year for a reason in which they said was to make merchandise with the team name you know what i'm saying like to still market off of the name that they currently have before transitioning to the guardians was to sell memorabilia and all this stuff and they were allowed to do it and now they're actually going to change their name and the washington football team which i actually think they should kind of keep that name but that's another story for another day uh they were allowed the other name Mm -hmm. for a very long time st john's as you mentioned which by the way as somebody who grew up watching st john's and pretty much always knowing them as the Red Storm. I did not know that for a good portion of my life. Yeah, they had I can see that. Name I can see that. But I, I, did I, not, I, I, remember when they had, I remember when they had the offensive name. Yeah, I, I probably remember this, learning about this for the first time. It had to be on or around, or after rather, around or after the Marcus Hatton days. And that was 0203 because he was there for two seasons and one of my favorite players from my childhood. 
And then St. John sort of went down after that, stripped the NIT title away from them, whatever, whatever. It was around that time where, like, they were referred to that in some way or whatever the case may be that I saw. And I was like, what is this? And that was around the time YouTube had started up and basketball reference. I don't remember when basketball reference came into play, but I remember these different stat pages going up. And I remember just looking at some, like, Chris Mullen stats at some point. And I was like, wait. They weren't the Red Storm back then. Nope. So yeah, it's it's there's still a bunch of team names that have like offensive ass names. Chicago in the NHL, as you mentioned. And uh, you know, it looks like if Atlanta wins, we're going to see a lot of people uh profiting off of this too. Um, and I've been wanting the Astros to win in full transparency because of the anarchy. Like <laughs> just the idea Look. of the Latinos. Who who, look, who cheated and people look, got mad at them. Look, you know what I'm saying? Look, you know I'm, I'm gonna say this. As a fan of Eddie Guerrero, you know, like I, I don't I didn't like I didn't like that the Astros cheated. Everybody's like cheating, they just got caught. But it, no, not even that. Here's the thing. If you're more mad at the Astros cheating than the racism that goes on with the Atlanta Braves team name and the Tomahawk Chop, you're part of the problem. Like the cheating's bad. But the racism's definitely worse. The only reason you won't think the racism worse is because you don't care about those people. That's that's and, really what it comes down to. You don't care about those people, right? And they care about the games more clearly. Right? Well, we know, and, we, and you know, and you, you know, know this, yes, we yes. And this <laughs> yeah. dude that you mentioned that showed up to the game, like, oh my god, I, like that's a smart play for him, and I get exactly why he's doing that. But fuck him, honestly. Like, what what, what else could you really like say? His wife looking at him laughing. Like she's honestly, yeah, this fucking guy. His this wife guy. look his wife smiling and shit. Like, yo, come on. This fucking dude, yo. Yeah. It it's it's ridiculous. And I, I, I'm just look, I'm I'm disgusted about it. All right, real quick. Speaking about things that need to get up on out of here. Um <laughs> Is this big boy, Greg? Is that big boy? That was big With boy. With the ATL insert for people yeah. listening to this podcast, a photo uh, Greg yeah. just put up. A big boy with the ATLians merch drop. I'm fine. They should change their name. The ATLians is replacing where you would normally see the other team name with the Braves. I I like that. That Atlanta users. I like that big boy. I like it. Uh, The Atlanta ATLians. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. The white people, the white people out in Cobb County, they ain't gonna get behind that. ATLians. Yeah. How about the Atlanta Outcasts? That's not a bad name either. I can get behind that. It's not bad. The the, 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 again, nice. the white people in Cobb County where they play now, nah, they're not getting behind it. They, they should, they can't even get behind stopping to do a racist chop. So uh, they ain't gonna do anything to help black people in hip hop. That's for sure. That's not gonna happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of getting stuff out of here, I brought this up because while I was doing a uh, broadcast during the Steelers game the other day, I found out th- th- there's some teams like I guess I realized there are teams that have mascots that I had no idea that they had a mascot. And, you know, I've left behind that life of misery of rooting for the New York Jets, which I'm trying to encourage our producer, Gregory Alcala, to do the same. He doesn't need to do that anymore. Brian had been left that life. He, he knows he didn't have to do that anymore. But the Steelers had a team mascot. And I had no idea they had a team mascot. And apparently they've sort of tried to phase him away or phase him out. Because I'm going to keep it real. That mascot looked creepy. He looks creepy. And he's got a weird name. Steely McBean, like what? That's a. Do we know the Do we know the origin year of Steely McBean of Mister McBean? I looked this up the other day, but it's not it's not coming to my mind. Yeah, Greg, if you find if you find a picture that can be full screen for the people watching, bring it up. 
I want to get um, to the city jersey, so I don't have too much to, much to, to say here. But, but this, I will say, like, there yes. are some mascots where I'm like, look, <laughs> if it, like that one you mentioned, the Jets, they technically stealing beans. Yeah, it's creepy. It's a creepy. Ma- what the fuck is that? A flannel? Like, what is that? Yeah, it's supposed Isn't to be like a flannel a, with like he, a Steelers cooking apron yeah, but over. He, no, he's a, it's like an overalls. He's supposed to be like a steel worker, you know, because that's what a lot of people did around that area in the Steel City. And he's holding the Myron Cope terrible towel, which people are watching this podcast. You see, I have one behind me, and he's got a steel beam that he's holding. He's a steel worker. He's the the hardworking. I don't even man. hate the mascot. I don't hate the mascot. It's just a you know, it's just a, it's just, a just, weird. I just don't like the way like yo the, like. Just the face or whatever. I feel like if you're stealing McBean, you should be angry, right? Like you should be like working and shit. Like I don't think you should be that happy, right? I don't think you should have like this big ass smile on his face. If you're stealing McBean and you represent the heart of Pittsburgh, a gritty city, you know what I mean? I feel like he should have like a straight face or even a frown. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, like, you should man, be wanting to get people up 24-7, like but he's gonna scare the kids. Even though I feel like he already might be scaring the kids, he's probably going to scare the kids. But it's like, yeah, like, yo, like, 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 uh, like Mike Tomlin is your head coach. I don't feel like, like, I've seen him smile in a game maybe like twice in my life or something like that. <laughs> like, I don't think your mascot, even though he's your mascot, like, you know, you should be the intense mascot. I don't but think you gotta, Steely McBean should be smiling like that. You got to give credit when teams do get the mascots up out of here when they don't work. Like, like if anybody remembers, I don't know if people remember this. The Brooklyn Knight? Yes. <laughs> I knew where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about that. I right? remember going to a game that yes. first year because my brother had season. That was his last year he had season tickets. I remember going to a game that first year, and I was sitting in section one something, whatever. I, actually, it's not that far from where the media sits now, right? And I remember the Brooklyn Knight coming up here. I took a photo <laughs> with him or whatever. That was before we were like photo- uh, photographing everything. And I remember asking my brother, like, how long do you think? Like this, this mascot's gonna last. He's like a year, maybe. And I think he was right. two seasons. He lasted like, two seasons. Two seasons. Like the Brooklyn Knight and Jorge Gutierrez had about the same amount of time in Brooklyn's uh, uniform. Shout out to Jorge, though. The I, problem, I, I with, the problem for the Brooklyn Knight, and I want to give the Nets some credit on this, was this was also coming from a Fox. They had the Nets as a franchise called Sly. There was a mascot. The Brooklyn Knight is Sly a good was shit, though, low key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was all right. It's a good name because, you know, people from Brooklyn call themselves Brooklyn Knights. So it was a nice play on that. The problem with the Brooklyn Knight is he looked creepy. And what, what the real reason he was gone is he didn't work, hit it off with the kids. Kids were scared of him. He looked you mad uninteresting, yo. You you he looked like have, a Yu Gi Oh card in real you life. You can't have kids scared of the mascots, man. <laughs> you can't have kids scared he of the like mascots. looked like a Yu Gi Oh card in real life. I, I wasn't. Like if Brooklyn's gonna have a mascot, like I'm, I'm glad some teams don't. Like I'm glad they don't. You know what Me I too. mean? The Jets have Fireman Ed, but like that's you know they don't have like a mascot mascot. I guess they just have Fireman Ed. The Giants don't have like you know a giant giant or some shit. <laughs> the, the yeah, Nets. I'm glad some teams stay away from it and don't feel forced to do it, and or haven't had cheerleaders. It's more of a college thing to, to me anyway. You know what I, I mean? agree. Like at St. Francis, we remember we were there. We had Rocky the Terrier. And I want to shout out St. Francis for this. The old Rocky the Terrier, you know, kind of ugly, 
And then they yeah, updated it. Upgraded it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, and yeah. then, you know, whoever wore it, like, it'll be one of the, spoiler alert, it'll be one of the students that would wear it. I actually wore Rocky the Terrier costume before for a commercial that Dexter commercial. filmed. Yes. Um, that was very, it was hilarious, but goddamn, it was hot in that suit. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably find that. I don't think people have seen that shit for a minute. Yeah, it was, it was, like com- that was a good commercial. Thing. It was a laundry commercial. But yeah, yes. all my lights giving out. Uh-oh. But yeah. That's basically what it was. Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. So, the NBA because their 75th anniversary and on the day which was the 75th anniversary of the first NBA game ever played between the Toronto Huskies and the New York Knicks they unveiled the city edition jerseys and you know there's some interesting ones I like looking through this I'm probably going to talk about this later in the week on the NBA exchange going through them but for yes Greg watching, put them up Greg put them up if you're watching and yep. we yo let me. I'm gonna start Dex with the one that we were talking about before that I told you was my favorite. As yeah, soon as I mean, I, mean, I feel like here. I feel like everybody should like look. If you look at this and you know Brian's heritage, I feel like you should be able to pick out which one is his favorite. I feel like people would just because of you, people would just say the Miami one's my favorite. No, not, not even that. It doesn't. That's not. It's but, funny. If I really think about it, I'm like this. Just one that's a lot more culturally appropriate for you. If you're a Latino. Who likes to barbecue? The San Antonio <laughs> San Antonio Spurs jersey that is yours right there, bro. Do you know how many of my homies could I see grilling burgers and shit next Memorial Day and have this San Antonio Spurs this beautiful, beautiful fucking jersey with the baby blue going down on the sides, the old school Spurs logo. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe you want to rock the long socks. Like they do in Texas or some shit like that. That'd be cool too. <laughs> Along with it, like I could totally see that. That Spurs jersey is beautiful. If I was still a jersey buyer, which I wanted, which I was back in the day, like I had uh, jerseys of some of my favorite players and stuff, I would get the San Antonio Spurs jersey. Probably customized though, because I don't want to wear another man's name on my back. San Antonio Spurs jersey is number one here for me. Like that is a Latino jersey. Look at that shit. It's beautiful. It's I beautiful like. Decks. I like the Spurs one. I like. I, there's, like, what these jerseys tried to do is they tried to incorporate like their heritage or parts of their past, and some of them were mixing and matching. Like I like what the Raptors did, going back to the dinosaur logo, but also keeping it in the with the old do, school do, font, but keeping the black and gold that is of their new colors. So do I we like want to jump around, or do we want to go in order here? Nah, breeze through it. Because New, uh, New Orleans is lazy, 
yeah. Indiana one's cool, you know. I'm trying it's to cool look racist strike. They kept they kept a little bit of things for some of their eighties and nineties jerseys. I, I like the Hawk. The Hawks one was one of my favorites. Well, see, I like those. I like that one at the end of the nineties that they did from that the Kemba yeah. Mutombo era era. Uh who's next? Cleveland? Cleveland sucks. Sucks. No, that, no, no. Memphis yeah, that was, was lazy. Houston, I yo. I like I, the Memphis. The Memphis looks clean though. It's not like I know they didn't do much different, but they don't have much history. And I guess they didn't want to go back to too much of the Grizzly stuff. So I can't kill them. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I like the Houston ones because it makes me think of Moochie Norris. That's the first guy that yeah. I think of. Yeah, see, when I think see, of this era Houston uh, uniforms. See, I'm gonna agree with you. These these jerseys should make you think of something in the past or an era. I'm in agreement with you on that. Um, Detroit. I mean, like, I, it's fine because I, I understand what they were trying to do and kind of cool. you know, trying. It's fine. Cool, move on. The, Por- Port- the Portland shorts are fire. The jerseys yeah. okay. The shorts are great. Yeah, but the they Chicago have to go with their also. Rip City and the Chicago. I love the script throwback. Yes. I like that. I like yes. them going to that. Um, so I love the script throwback there. Uh, next, who's that we have? Who's you can put that? us at the oh, bottom, Greg, if Sixers. you want. Or something like that, or at the top. Yeah, of okay, so Sixers are there. Don't care for the Sixers. We can move on. I mean, I like them going with the – it's an old tribute to the Spectrum with the colors no, on the side. No, but they killed it with the rainbow shit on the sides. I don't need that. That's a tribute to the old Spectrum. That's what they're, that's what they're doing there. Uh, I, I, I understand I don't like that. the way it looks as a uniform, though. The Bucks one is fantastic because fantastic. I love what. Well, they went. They go. They go back to that. Uh, Ray Allen, the Bucks, the Ray Glenn, Allen era. Big Dog Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, Rose I like that. One. Sam, like Sam Cassell. Uh, it's that era of the Bucks. Thanks, Greg, for mentioning Tiny Tim. Um, Celtics. Is this Celtics or Dallas? Oh, that's Celtics and then Dallas. Celtics. Yeah, Celtics. Yeah. Man, we can move on. The Dallas. Cool, Dallas is cool. It's yeah, okay. Toronto, I really like. Yes. Spurs, I really Spurs, like. Oh. We talked about that. The Jazz. I hate this Utah jersey. I ain't going I mean, me. the Jazz stuff has grown on me with the color blending, but like just going to the black, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. I don't, don't like it. The Magic, no. I, I get like, it, but it's a lot going on. I felt like they needed to just keep, like, they have it the same, but like, you got to stick to your pinstripes and your black, white, and blue. Yes. The Sun's sticking with the Valley. I'm fine with them on that. If it ain't, I don't broke, like this jersey, though. What's why? What's wrong with that one? I just don't like the jersey, the, the valley one. I, I think it's. Because I love the valley jersey. I think it's because of the it's pixelated. It looks like in the center or whatever the fuck. But I just I don't really care for. I'm the fine valley with that. Like that. The Lakers stuff. The Lakers jersey, yo. The shorts are especially cold. Like the combo with the Lakers ones. The Lakers ones. Is, I. You know what it is though. I really like purple. Purple is one of my favorite colors, and I like the combination of purple and light blue. Yo, know, well, and then, so the, so obviously they're combining some stuff from their past with like the Minneapolis stuff. Sacramento, we've seen that already. Okay, we've thank you. Already. Oklahoma uh, City, lazy as fuck. Yeah, but they also mm. need it. Oh, let's be real. Oklahoma City needs a whole redesign of everything with their jersey. My least Clip- favorite. Now the Clippers going back to their old stuff to the Buffalo Braves and tying in that kind of look with a little mix of the San Diego. I, I like it. it. Yeah, it's fine. I dig it. The Wizards Black. try to they yeah, but they already kind of incorporate the old bullet stuff in their normal jersey, so I think that's why it's like whatever. Where so, yo, you know what Wizards jersey I want to see again? You know where I'm going with this, Dex. I think you know where I'm going with this. I hope I want to see the the gold and black Gilbert Arenas era uniforms that they had. I did I think, like the I black think gold, ones. I think 
when when Gilbert Arenas was on the cover of NBA Live that one year, that was the jersey that he had, if I'm not mistaken. Those uniforms, those are the ones that I would love to see in a city uniform. They could bring that back at some way. The golden black Wizards ones, if y'all don't remember this from like 10, 12 years this. ago, look this shit up. Those are fire. All right. Uh, the Wolves. I mean, fine. Nice throwback to the era, Garnet, early Garnett era, late 90s. Like, I was fine, fine with that. I'm cool with the that. De- Denver. I like what they tried to do to keep it to the 80s and also the ABA nod with the colors on the side. Uh, yeah. I don't mind that. But this next one is definitely my favorite. This is hands down my favorite. I love what the Hornets did. I yeah, think the I Hornets, like that. I think the I like Hornets nailed this. I think their their joint just looks fantastic. It's a great throwback to the 80s when they started with the script lettering. Keeping like the honeycomb details in the jerseys really nice. Like a lot of really good stuff with the with the Hornets um, there. I also like what the Nets did. The Nets one is beautiful. The Nets one is of my fi- favorites. I love that they went back to the. So you saw last year the Nets had the really good the tie dye throwbacks to the early nineties, which were really yes. nice. But what they did now is they took with the dark blue from the ABA days, the Dr. J days, and kept that dark blue. And then some of the the side of the jersey is very similar to that. So I really like the Nets. The Nets is probably my second favorite one. Only thing I want to see the next one I would like to see for the Nets though is, uh. The gray New Jersey. New Jersey. Ones. I would yes. mind seeing it. And, and do that the with Brooklyn. Gray that would be nice. I like to see Brooklyn. that. Or, or do it with New Jersey. You those know what are, I mean? Dope. Do it with New Jersey. Those were dope. Those gray alternates were dope. I, I agree with that. I love those. And I don't love too many gray jerseys, but those are great. Right. Right. I don't love to, but those worked. Now, those are really good. The, the, the um, you know, the, the what you call it? The um, State. The Wall nah. State. Eh, we've kind of seen that jersey with, yeah. of course. Miami. I mean, they try to play with the colors and keep it festive. I Miami, I think the problem for them is they have such a high bar with their yeah. jerseys that this was it's not bad. It's just okay. I like it. I like it because they took it. I think th- I think you this is probably an upgrade from last year's what Howard Beck calls it, the cotton candy jersey. Um, yeah. where they combined all the vice colors things, which I didn't hate, but I thought it was an obvious step down from again the bar that they set for the vice jerseys. But I like that one. They took a chance, and I actually think like it'll grow on some people. And look, in terms of embodying a city, that's a super Miami jersey. No, it, it is. <laughs> it it, it, def- it definitely is. Now, the last one, the Knicks. Funny that uh, the Knicks are last. This is perfect. perfect the Knicks the gave you a black jersey, which I know a lot of Knicks fans have been asking for. They gave you a black jersey. I think it's good. I like it's really good. What I'm probably more excited for the Knicks with this, to be honest. I like the court. Have you seen the court? Yo, if that's a real photo, that shit is fire. I so I, I've been I, I thought that I don't know if it's real or not, but if it I, is I've wanted I've wanted the Knicks to have a black uniform for a while. And they did last year, but not that kind. Not that same right. sleeps one. I'm talking about like a a black, like a New York almost traditional Nick jersey. I've wanted them to have a black one and you know this, an orange one. So what I'm hoping is because they had the orange ones for a few years. They never wanted them. They got rid of them. I thought those jerseys were cold. I thought I liked them. I, I would have liked if they had the stripe, though, but that was when the Knicks got rid yeah. of the stripe. Bring, bring back the side stripe on Knicks uniforms. Enough of this fucking well, well they Well, they kind of they, they brought bring, that stripe and, back, but it's in black and with a little orange trim on it on this jersey. Yeah, like I, I actually – see, I liked 
And sometimes I'll play with 2K and I'll have like throwback uniforms. I like the Knicks thick ass stripe on the side. I like that black blue stripe. uniforms. I did, I did like where that. they had the black stripe, stripe. and yeah. the orange, you know, trim or whatever the case may be. The orange letter, like those Nick uniforms are fire, and the white ones with the thick you know blue what? stripe. I would like these. I want to see these in reverse. If it's orange next year, and then with black letters black or whatever, on the side. yeah, and a black stripe. I can see or whatever, that. I think that I could like cool. that. I, I, I like that the Knicks have black jerseys with this with some orange pop. You know, they haven't leaned into the orange. I, I also love the orange jerseys the Knicks had a couple of years ago. They just went yeah. 0 and 7 in them. I like never, the throwback ones too. Back. They're super clean. The ones oh, yeah, they're the using throw, this year, the yo, white ones. I, I think I'm going to buy one of those because those look clean. Yeah, I think I might buy one. one. Get a Henry. What would your number be? Probably 3 or 23. Nobody what wears. Your, what was your number at Clara Barton? 23. 23. Got to be 23, then, even though I think that's retired. Yeah. But, you know, it's custom. Wait, for the Knicks? Is it custom? Isn't nope. it retired nope. for the Knicks? 23? Nope. No. It's not. Oh, no, it's not because this dude uh, was wearing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's not to retire. Yeah. So, right, now, Mr. Rob- so, right now, Mr. Robinson wears it, but. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, better than 26. But, yeah. Yeah, he wore 26 and Simone wanted it, likes his jersey. So, yeah, the Knicks, this is the Knicks stuff you can see right here on the podcast. It, I hope it, that picture of that court is real. Oh. The, if it's real, I'm gonna love it. But I like the Knicks. I like I like the Knicks going to a dark one. I think it's really cool and it's 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 good. I like the. I mean, look, look. There's been a lot of talk about uniforms, but I do like these city edition uniforms. I do like the teams that try and put some effort into it. So um, it'll be good. But we'll talk more about this later. Greg, week. Greg, real quick, could you find a picture of the Spurs court with that city, like Spurs city court? What would it look like? I'm just curious. I haven't you know seen that. Saying? I haven't seen it. Have you gotta put, put you gotta put some burgers somewhere on that oh, court. I'm telling go. you, that's a here barbecue jersey, baby. Here we go. Here, yo, listen, you people better be glad I'm from New York because if I grew up down south or whatever, I would so be a Spurs fan. Oh my god, I would so be a Spurs fan. Or, 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 my, or you just be a fan of the team you already root for, which is my me. That's oh, it. Would just I said down south. I walk myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just root for the Heat. That's all. <laughs> Because he's Team Florida, everything. He's Team Florida, everything. No, 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 no. Not politically. I know. I, I'm joking. Not, that was a joke. Yeah. That, you got real okay. serious there. Yeah, like, no, you no, know, no, like, no. nah, nah. Yeah, not you know, doing that. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We're gonna put a we're gonna put a bow on this. We've gone too long. That's it for this episode. Uh, two hundred. Almost said one something. Two hundred of quick. the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Go ahead. Two Latino Rebel stories y'all got to check out. Features. Been doing features lately. Back on that shit. Haven't done that in a while. One, on dual national players, uh, Mexican-Americans, how they're sort of shaping the future of football here in North America. Football, that is. Yes, um, not American football. World Cup qualifier between USA and Mexico coming up on November, I believe, 11th. So, you know, read that uh, leading up to that. And then a new one from today about hockey and PR. Yeah. Uh, we have a... We have a the Amerigold Latam Cup was last month. Puerto Rican teams won gold. The women won gold. Men's Division One won silver, and Division Two won bronze. Or I may have that reversed, but yeah, soccer. I mean, uh, hockey in Puerto Rico. How about it? Who knew? Who knew? Uh, also, want to remind everybody: uh, keep rocking with me on the NBA Exchange. We're now going live three times a week: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, so we got a lot of good stuff. And if you don't get to watch it live, there's always archive versions up on the Backpack Broadcast YouTube channel. And now we have an audio podcast version for you available. So go subscribe to that on all streaming platforms. The NBA Exchange uh, show is a podcast version that you'll have three times a week as well, too. 
audio only that you can listen to. Can you support us as we continue to make more great content for you? For Brian Fonseca, I'm Dexter Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace.